drinking. Yeah, if you're getting into binge drinking, you see a lot of people make the mistake of they bring they bring their emotions with them on a night out. Cut them out. Get rid of them. No emotions. Just shut down. Do a bit of meditation. Shut down meditation. Shut yourself down and just feel nothing. And then when you drink, none of that stuff can blow up. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. In 1966, two young couples in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, would happen upon a shadowy red-eyed creature which the local press would dub Mothman. Surely some kind of mass hallucination? Or was it? This week on Unexplained Legends, Mothman. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger O'Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis, got some problems, Len. And together we are... The Unexplained, Unexplained Legends. Legends. Oh, you've gotten back into it, Dennis. I haven't. I, c- I could barely remember it. You could hear the pause. I, yeah. for- I forgot what the name of the podcast was. We haven't said it together in, in, a, in a long time, though. <laughs> that was like someone when they hold your hand and you don't want to hold their hand. That's what, that was the feeling of that. I've never experienced that. You, you know, did you ever get that? Actually, there was a guy in school who used to wet his hand and then lock his fingers into you. Your, other, your hand. Anyway, um, what, what? Are we, what are we doing this week? This week, Dennis... We're doing the Mothman. Oh, I do know this one. I do know this one. You uh, have you seen the movie? Yes. Well, is is it Jeepers Creepers? Uh oh. You, do you know what? You brought this up to me before when I yeah. mentioned Mothman. I don't know. I meant the Mothman Chronicles, but I think Jeepers Creepers might have some. Wait, is it the Mothman? Prophecies. Oh yeah, sorry. The Mothman prophecies. The Mothman Chronicles is the one where the Mothman is a detective, isn't it? Yeah, that's and that's he goes around like, solving crimes. That's the TV the- spinoff where he's a kid. Oh, it's like Young Indiana Ma- Jones. Ma- it's Mothman Junior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Young Mothman. <laughs> Find out about the exciting adventures of Young Mothman in the Mothman Chronicles, debuting at a picture house near you soon. Yeah, I looked up Jeepers Creepers Mothman. Got fucking nothing. Uh, it was executive produced by Francis Ford Coppola. It, I think an executive producing means that, like, Francis called in and said, here, best of luck with that, lads, and then left, and then just gave him a packet of money. What we consider real art is a movie that does not have a safety net. Jeepers Creepers. I don't know a lot about Mothman, to be quite honest, but I know of the Mothman. Yeah. Now, could I tell you what he gets up to during his day? No. I don't know, like... Does he get up and brush his teeth like you do? I have no idea. If um, I remember. If you remember and you're reading your book at the time. Um, I don't know that much, so I'm... I don't know. I, I, I guess he's evil, though. Oh, you've hit on... We'll, listen, we'll discuss that. Is there going to be pins putting it? We'll discuss that, yeah, because that's disputed. Yeah, I think anything over like a, um, a certain height and anything over like a certain scariness looking i i think has to be evil and the reason i say that is because like if you're if, if you're that monstrous looking you've evolved to be that monstrous what what's the height 5 11 5 11 5 now well, yeah 5 11 well no actually 6 11 because i'm thinking of wrestlers and most of the big wrestlers like kane and stuff and the undertaker they're bought from hell and kane's like seven foot 
So you're saying they grow them big in hell? Massive in hell. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think they actually grow them bigger down there. And then when they're traveling up, there's like this physics things that happen. So they're actually 11 foot tall in hell and then they shrink as they get up. So they're aiming for bigger heights. Really? Yeah. Well, so it's that, like that's just a theory I heard. I don't know if it's okay, true, Roger. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? I, I'm, ready, I'm willing to accept that. So, Dennis, in that case, given that you, you, don't, you want to learn about Mothman. Yeah, I want to learn about Mothman. You don't Mothman. know much about him. All the kids are shouting. Let's like, learn about Mothman. Let's get going with the lamestream narrative. On the night of November 15th, 1966, a group of young adults, brackets, Roger and Linda Scarberry, along with Steve and Mary Mallet, were out joyriding in a black 1957 Chevy in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, as they had done often so many times before. Nothing was out of the ordinary until the young couples passed the North Power Plant and happened upon a mysterious creature. Hold up there now before you go any further. Two questions. Yep. Is Mary Mallet, is that her name? Mary Mallet, yeah. Is she related to Timmy Mallet? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe no distant connection. relative. No but. connection, okay. And the second question, why do people go for romantic drives? Is that what they're doing? Uh, yeah, they were like yeah. joyriding. Yeah, doing stuff, style. hands things. 60s stuff. But why... You know, you know what I... <laughs> You know what I never, I, I could never crack the code on, is people t- doing it in cars. Really? I fu- I had a friend, right, a good friend, still a good friend, and he, because of like home situations uh, where like obviously the parents are there watching, so they couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> they used to go to industrial estates um, having sex. But what's really funny is I had another friend who would go out to a, the same industrial estate and he practiced saxophone. <laughs> so I always imagine that some night there's going to be a Corsa and a Fiesta pulling up there. There's going to be two people going at it in the car next door while one guy with a red saxophone is serenading them very badly from the second one. I, I can only see that helping. The, <laughs> I, I am just picturing them like pulling up and them just about getting down to it. And just at the moment that they really go hardcore, it's like Baker Street just kicks off. <laughs> But it would be more like, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, not again! I um, I used to pass people dogging the whole time when I was growing up. No, that's that you were part of the dogging if you did that. You can't pass people dogging. No, I used to, yeah. Like I wasn't, I wasn't involved. You were dogging then. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. It doesn't matter. Even if you weren't intentionally doing it, if you're passing them out, is that it, it? Did you see it? Did you see? Like you knew it was dogging. So, well, I would be, I would be driving. It's, Sorry. Pro- it's probably someone like it's probably someone locked a kid in their car, and they're all the people are surrounding the car trying to get it open, and you're like dogging. dogging. <laughs> they, um, do you remember when you were dropping me off at my parents' house once? As I was getting out of the car, my brother was cycling past. Comically. And he, as he cycles past, turns to us and goes, no dogging! <laughs> yeah, uh, and kept on going yeah. as well. But the, um, no, I, when I used to go jogging when I was younger, I'd, um, I'd, I'd always pass these cars parked in the middle of the You see, there way. you go. That's where you're fecked. You kept the you kept the same route up, so then you definitely are involved in the dogging. I needed to. I needed sure to prob- stick to my time. Half of the fucking thrill for them was the people walking past, like who are you know semi not involved. 
So you're 100%. You were probably their favorite part. Really? Yeah. Does that change it for you? Well, I'm telling you, I'm, uh, I, a trophy's a trophy. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I, right. I didn't know I was your, in the doggy community. Your, but, your dog was running around the car. Yeah, running around the car, and then trying to keep my heart rate up. But I don't, I won't say what I was doing. But and just going, this is desperate. This is terrible. I'm calling the police. Right, Mothman. Okay, Mothman. Okay, you, you were saying anyway about joyriding and doing it in cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just saying that there's. I, I find it really peculiar, and I think people bring it upon themselves, right, when they go for romantic trips to scary places where people have been murdered or power plants. If you're going to a fucking power plant, what do you act like? Well, they're just passing the power plant. Slowly, though, definitely, yeah. and they definitely talk. And there's big fences up there, and they probably say danger. Or, you know, something. The the 60s, of course, classic spooky time as well. Yeah. Like Especially we, with its connection with nuclear power. Yeah? You yeah. think so? Yeah, big time. The oh, I'm, I'm a big nuclear power fan myself. Yeah. So I... I, I That's I'll, why the place is so cold. Uh, you, well, yeah, yeah. Do you know what, actually? What? The, uh, I, you're going to have to get a hot water bottle because we, we're, not, we're not ever turning the heating on. I don't, I don't like the heating on at all. Come on. I don't. When do I turn on the heating? Oh, well, I don't know how to turn it on. No, so you don't. I have to turn it on for you. Yeah, so somebody has to turn it on. The only time you have to turn it on is if your girlfriend calls over. Oh, yeah, that's true. And yeah. you're like, can you can you turn, can you turn it, it on? But like you're saying it through gritted teeth. Can you turn that fucking eating? I, we um we we didn't have didn't have even single glazing windows growing up. We had oh, we had glass panes. <laughs> yeah. I think I told you this. That we Half thought, glazing. We thought we had single glazing. When my parents got... <laughs> you, just, you just had a window from the bottom to the middle and then the middle up, nothing. Yeah, yeah, half <laughs> half pain. They, we thought we had single glazing until recently when my parents were getting all of the windows changed. And the guy goes, this isn't single glazing at all. This is nothing. This it's is glass. Standard glass, yeah. And he, like, he like breaks some in his hand. You, he goes, you just had You just had fish tank. That's yeah, what you had. We were in a giant fish tank. It wasn't very good for the uh, <laughs> for the heating. So they're passing the power plant, right? And you're saying you don't understand sexy times in the car, um, I, which I, I get. Yeah. You know, the, um, the personally, I think I associate so much of cars with my dad. That if I was having sex in in the car, a visage of my dad would just turn up behind me and go, "Oh, you know, if you're parked, you should have it in first gear in case it's it's the." So, I'm gonna call. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so right as they're passing the power plant, they happen upon a mysterious creature. The shadowy figure had bright red eyes and appeared to be between. Six to seven foot tall. Evil height. Yeah. So it's right in, right yeah. on the cusp Perfect. of that evil height. They could not make the figure out clearly, but it appeared to wobble as it walked, as if it could not keep balance, and appeared to perhaps have what looked like folded wings on its back. Do you know who sounds like an inspiration for this? Because he was before this time. Who? Technically. Is uh, General Grievous from Star Wars. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> when you get the description of that, you know yeah. he kind of wobbles when he walks a little bit. Yeah, and he's obviously got four lightsabers behind his back. He doesn't have wings though. But the lightsabers be mistaken for wings. Come on. Okay. Where this is like this is all happens all the time. Okay, put a pin in that. Okay. Right. <laughs> so it, 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 is that one of the theories? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. The, the, I get when you said technically. It's is that because he's from a galaxy far, far yes. away, a long time ago? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> that's very technical. Yeah, right. very technical, but I like to be accurate on this podcast. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, actually, can I say something serious, though? Yeah, um, Is I do find the wobble, I find that very unnerving. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, what does, it, what does that mean? But I guess, oh, actually, I know what it means. If he's got, if he's got wings, he, he flies most of the time. So he's kind of, he's like a, a bird or something that's not used to uh, walking on the ground. This, this is classic, Dennis. You're mm. back. Mm-hmm. You're back. I don't know where you were gone this morning, but you're back now. Yeah. The this is Dennis getting involved and thank you trying trying to rationalize correctly yeah. why he would wobble and I, that I agree. You with on you. board with that? I agree. With, yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. Except for later theories where I might have to be off board with that, but I'm on board with yeah, it naturally. Now. Okay, <laughs> so understandably, the group spooked by the visage, the couples hightailed it out of the area. I've highlighted here hightailed and say, no, you never hightail anymore. No, you don't. But in the 60s, people hightailing constantly. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was always from deserted areas as well. Yeah, we're going to have to hightail it out of this, uh, this like old ghost town. So they hightailed it out of the area, driving quickly onto Route 62. However, much to their collective horror, the group soon met the creature again, finding it standing on a hill by a large billboard after they rounded a corner. This time, the creature spread its wings and took flight suddenly, following the black Chevy. Roger put his foot down, trying to get as much distance between him and the creature as possible. Despite topping out at over 100 miles an hour, they could not lose the creature as its glowing red eyes closed in on the car, eventually flying over the top of the vehicle, with passengers supposedly hearing the flapping of its three-meter wings above the car, and the scraping of its claws along the roof. What's the fastest? Like, what's the fastest bird? Fast the Arctic tern or something. But what's um, what 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 kind of speeds do they get up to? Like, catch a hundred a car going hundred miles an hour? I could be totally underestimating how fast birds can fly. So let's see, fast fastest bird in the world. Yeah, mm. the ooh, the peregrine falcon can reach two hundred miles an hour. Oh my god! Is it, but is that going down? Like is that is that like it, it can't fucking fly two hundred miles an hour going horizontal? Surely that'd be insane. You, we we couldn't go outside if that was happening. <laughs> Wait, this I question <laughs> the validity of this. Two hundred miles an hour is an insane speed. Is that like faster He's, than the speed of sound? It's twice the speed of Mothman. <laughs> yeah, twice the speed of Mothman. Oh no, that's fine. No, that's nowhere near speed of sound. Who was? Did you just question that? I was like, look, I couldn't even tell you what speed of sound is, but like that would be so funny if there was birds going around just breaking the sound barrier. That's what how, I was thinking. How much noise would that be making? I just had no conception <laughs> of what the speed of sound was. Be, Apparently, it's seven hundred and sixty-seven miles per hour, so we're, we're good. Okay, but. they'd be reintroducing falcons into like Ireland and the UK and stuff, and there'd just be constant sonic booms going off all over the place. But yeah, you're you're right though that these like. You're surprised that you're not just walking along someday at a peregrine falcon um, and all of a sudden your friend just becomes red mist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoots straight through it. It's dead. He just got falconed. Two, I just uh, think 200 miles an hour seems crazy. It, but It is while diving, just to clarify. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. I mean, well done to them. So, But then if Mothman is going 100 miles an hour, I'm going to do some really shaky numbers here. If he's doing 100 miles an hour going horizontal, right, which he's, like, he's effectively gliding at this stage. Right? Yeah. Him going down would probably 
break the sound barrier. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you're thinking him coming down, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's a terrible joke in here somewhere about going down on someone so fast you break the sound barrier. Uh, but I have write that down. I haven't worked it out yet. Write that down. That could go on, on Twitter. We'd have to explain the Falcon thing first. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, uh, That'd be so funny if you let in with a couple of Falcon jokes before it in the days before. Uh, two things. One, the white-throated needle tail that can reach up to 105 miles per hour in level flight. Oh, okay. Just, nice just, one. We got yeah. someone. But the other thing is, um, I'm, I'm debuting a few uh, Falcon jokes at the moment, and people are not going for them. No? They, no, one of them is a story about me going into a shop and buying two huge gloves, and as soon as I get outside, two Falcons land on them, and I fly off. People don't seem to be on board. I like that one. one. I like that one, too. And the other one is just saying, oh, bur- bird in the hand, Falcon ring. Ah, I love these new gloves. Don't know why the shop assistant told me not to wear them. Ah! You know, once once we pair it up on bills, where I, I do a lot of these, and then your opening joke is, I went down on this girl. <laughs> it's fast, it's fast. <laughs> I went down on this falcon, um, this tiny falcon penis. All right, let's let's uh, let's get back to this, because we've completely gone off track again. Okay, so we said there, you know, topped out at 100 miles an hour, you were asking, is that feasible for a bird? Yeah, well, there is a bird that can do it. So far, nothing, uh, nothing too, nothing too out of the ordinary. Well, I mean, the thing is the size of the Undertaker, and it's also going 100 miles an hour, which I assume that all these birds are tiny. I, I can't answer that. <laughs> I can't tell you that. Like, he'd probably blow the car off the road going 100 miles an hour. What do you think of the, the scraping of the claws? That's really scary. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. There's certain things I ignore, and that's one of them. That is, that's really scary. I hate scraping. I hate. Have you ever lived in a house with rats in it? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. Did you know the scratching that they make? Yeah, that I hate that. I actually like that. Oh, Roger, will you just go away, go away, dogging in the no, park no. again, will you? Can I tell you? You actually like rats scratching in the walls? Yeah, can I tell you why? Go on. It it, make, if this is a story sense. about you being a hero or something, no, no, it'll make perfect sense when go I on. tell you. I like having that because then if there's any creepy noise in the house, I can just go. That's probably rats. That's probably rats. You can't even say for certain it's rats. Yeah. Well, what what if someone comes in and you've got rats in your house, yeah. right? And they're like, you know what? I'm going to murder Raj. I'm going to viciously murder him, right? And then you come in. And as long as you just sound like a rat coming into the house, you're dead. Because you, you won't even pick up on it. What are you going to do then? Why did you have to, why'd you <laughs> See, have to bring that in? Why did I have to ruin rats in the walls for you? Why did you have to ruin rats for me? I nearly picked up a rat trap, like a trap, uh, when I was, I don't know where it was, um, but like, I was like, oh, what's this? And I nearly picked it up. Snap. Mmm, <laughs> cheese. Eventually, the couples made it back to town, having lost the creature along the way. After much deliberation, they reported the sighting to the police, despite fears of being laughed at. After some incredulity, the deputy on duty, Deputy Halstead, agreed to return to the area with the couples and investigated the creature they had described. Despite finding nothing, he did experience some strange, unexplainable static on his police radio <laughs> as he patrolled the area where the beast was sighted. You see, you put the emphasis on the wrong part of that sentence. Despite finding nothing, got no, that, got, that got no weight. The, rest, yeah. the mystery static got loads. Well, listen, I'm pretty spooked by that. Are you saying his radio just just had a bit of static on it and they're like oh it, I, I don't know if you noted the word unexplainable static well why is it unexplainable 
Because they, they didn't... They, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know why he was like walking along and he was like, whoa, whoa, no That's creature. a bit weird. But what's going on with this? What's going on with this 1960s police radio? <laughs> he's just inside in his car and he's just like, uh, car 506, this is Mothman. He's like, oh, oh what, what, who, 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 hello, who? It's picking up like C103. And he's like, oh my God, this is crazy. So, okay, so you're not as convinced by the unexplainable static as I am then? Well, no, I mean, if we really dig into it, I think it could be scary, but surely these cars would experience static. I just, if it's unexplainable, well, I mean, unexplainable is an impossible argument to get involved in, but, you know, if it was noises or something, or something weird, you know, like, as in, like, like growling, like Mothman had a walkie-talkie or something, but... I don't. I'm not too sold on it. Well, he he, t- he took note of it, so it must have been yeah. it must have been something interesting to him. I guess the only thing to say is though, if he if he did come out there and think it was a lot of rubbish, right? Especially back then, like that's not something he wants to get involved in, like because yeah. he'll just be ridiculed for it. So I guess if he did report that, maybe it did spook him. I think it did. This is how much it spooked him, Dennis. Right? The next day, Sheriff George Johnson held a press conference to discuss the sighting. And warn people of the potential cryptid which had descended on the Point Pleasant area. The local press quickly dubbed the creature Mothman as a play on the then popular TV show Batman. Thus, the infamous cryptid was born. Mothman! So they were saying that Mothman was... Why are they calling him Mothman? Because he's just out at night, is it? Uh, they were calling him Mothman because uh, he would like, he was like a moth, I guess. Big yeah. wings and would fly around at night and have big red eyes, yeah. Mm. Do moths have red eyes? They do, do they? Some of them do, actually. I think they do, yeah. yeah. I think moths get a really bad name. I think moths are actually quite cute. Like, there's, like, the smaller kind of furry ones, not the large furry ones. They're absolutely terrifying. But I think moths are just as cuddly and, I think they're, like, they look, they look nicer than some butterflies. Well, we have some pet moths. Yeah, we do. I've like twenty six of them at yeah, all yeah. times in my room, eating my fucking socks. You, you have, um, you've had moth traps. Yeah, I have had moth traps, and they didn't work. You, said. yeah, yeah. I would need like um, if we were to go on the same scale of the moth traps I have to, let's say, trying to catch, catch Mothman, uh, the moth trap would have to be, I would say, it would have to be the entire roof of the apartment block. Oh, that big to catch him? Yeah, that's the scale you'd need to catch Mothman. And these are, are, to explain it to people, they're basically just trays with, like, sticky stuff in it. You know, I saw, uh, I saw a video recently of a, of a whale. It's called a trap whale. Hmm. Have you ever seen this? Is this, like, is this a whale that, like, looks kind of sexy and appears on your, on your feed? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's a whale that just opens its mouth wide in, uh, at, like, the surface level of the ocean. Yeah. So that it, it just seems like a little pool. And then all these fish just jump into its mouth, oh. thinking it's like a, a new pool. And then it just swallows them all whole. Uh, I sent that to a friend of mine, and I said that I really think that's not on. And it, it really freaked me out, because it, it would be akin to if there was like a bear or something on land that could open its mouth, and it was a realistic facsimile of a Costa Coffee. And yeah. you, you're, you've just popped in and you're like, oh, where's the staff? Ah! And if bears ever evolved to do that, we're screwed. Oh, we're, we're fucked. Uh, so soon, Dennis, right, soon the sightings skyrocketed with hundreds of locals claiming to have seen the creature. 
Curiously, one such sighting from a group of grave diggers, in fact, predated the Scarberry Mallet sighting. However, the grave diggers had never come forward with it for fear of ridicule. They're grave diggers. Like, as in, you know, like, as in, this is the 60s or whatever in America. Like, what, what more ridicule can they get? They hang out in graves. They're the lowest of society or something. Well, come on, no, that's a bit harsh, for God's sake. There's lower than them. Um, but, <laughs> they, but they're pretty low. They're really low. But yeah, so these are grave diggers. Notoriously, probably, the, I won't say the most unreliable witnesses, but in any horror movies, if they go to the grave digger and ask about it, it's usually as a, a kind of a foreboding warning that they're, they're doing, hmm. or else they won't believe the grave diggers at the start because they'll obviously be portrayed as kind of uh, Frankenstein's assistant. Well, this tells you the stark contrast between you and me in our like outlook of the world. Me, I hear Th- gr- this is this is my horror movie outlook of the world now. So let's not confuse that. Okay, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying, if I hear a grave digger say something, yeah, I'm like, well, that's pretty. That's fact. Listen up. That's actually to me. In some cases, that's that's better than like photographic or video evidence. Yeah, hearing a grave digger say something. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, one of my points there was that the people don't believe them at the start because they don't trust them. Yeah. Because they look like Igor or something, you know, traditionally. And, yeah. And, you know, I mean, like in movies. And uh, and they don't believe them. And then in the end, they realize, oh, we should have believed them. And then, and then what happens is, in the Mothman movie, right, we don't believe the gravedigger. The kids are, like, going to get eaten. And then the gravedigger shoots Mothman with, like, a harpoon at the end of it. But then he dies. Oh, he's, like, caught as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I think that the job of Gravedigger sounds nice nowadays. Do you know what? There's loads of jobs nowadays that sound nice because you could just listen to music or podcasts. Yeah. That would have just been hell back in the day when you obviously couldn't just do that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, would you would you actually like to be a Gravedigger? You're, you're saying it's nice. Yeah. Digging a grave. Wouldn't mind it. Hanging out in graves all day. Yeah. Wouldn't mind Surrounded it. by death. How are you getting on, lads? <laughs> 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 Who have we got today? Yeah, who's this? Well, I don't put them in. I just no. You have to help put them in. No, that's what they do as well. No. You ha- well, who's going to fill it in, man? Oh yeah, I'll fill it in. Great, <laughs> you're just the dig part. Yeah, I'm grave digger. You're a grave digger. You're, you want the great fillers? Yeah. Though they're the day shift. Yeah. They're they're uh, we're comp- we're honest different unions and everything. <laughs> we don't we don't have any interaction with each other. So the grave diggers never came forward, um, as I said, but uh, at this point. Everyone was rife with speculation and many were quick to postulate that the creature may have been some kind of mutation caused by the disused TNT plant in the area. While others believed the cryptid to have possible interdimensional origins, while more still mooted the possibility of a UFO connection. However, on December 15th, 1967, so this is like almost like a year uh, ahead. The Mothman phenomenon reached its zenith when the silver bridge in Point Pleasant collapsed, tragically killing 46 locals. Many residents claimed they had experienced an impending sense of dread during the year leading up to the collapse, and some claimed they had seen the creature perching on the bridge itself in the days leading up to the disaster. The town began to tie the Mothman sightings with the unexpected collapse of the bridge. Speculation was rife. Was this Mothman's purpose? 
all along. Wait, so you're saying now that Mothman is involved in like these disasters, like as in he's going in loosening the bolts on the bridge? Well, that's one. That's one narrative. Mm. Not not exactly like that. He's obviously doing it through supernatural means. Yeah, but that he's linked to the collapse of the. Bridge. Oh, he's like a he's like an omen. Yes, but then you could just if you spotted Mothman, it would actually be quite a good warning system. Okay, okay. Put some pins. Pins everywhere. Pins, pins all over. Loads me. of pins. Loads of pins and those. Right? Okay. Because some individuals believed that Mothman was a harbinger of doom, and its arrival was the cause of the collapse, while others believed Mothman was in fact a benevolent force visiting the people of Point Pleasant in the hopes of warning the locals of the imminent catastrophe. Some residents even claimed they had seen the visage of Mothman present on the bridge moments before its collapse, Mm -hmm. like trying to warn people off the bridge. All of these ideas were investigated in John Keel's infamous book, The Mothman Prophecies, which later was turned into a major motion picture with Richard Gere, as we mentioned. But is the book fictional? No. The what? Bo- the book's not fictional. It's it's uh, like a, a blow-by-blow account of Mothman, like yeah. when he was his early life. It's like a journalistic. Yeah, it, okay. yeah it's, it's an unofficial uh, biography. That's what it is. The, um, <laughs> he but, interviews Mothman. Yeah, he, he interviews all, all those who grew up with Mothman, mm. but don't have much connection with him anymore, you know? So he writes a book all about um, the kind of different reports and whatever and goes back and just put pieces of it all together. Yeah, he he was like, uh, I think he was a journalist in Point Pleasant at the time. Oh, cool. So he's on the ground. Yeah. While Mothman is in the air. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So um, where are we now with it? So we've got, we've got just to kind of recap a little yeah. bit. We've got Mothman chasing cars. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like one thing. The police get involved. They get some funny noise on the radios and stuff. And then we also have Mothman turning up at kind of, uh, let's say, bridge collapsing, that kind of a, a disaster happening. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're trying to figure out whether, well, what Mothman is up to, whether he's like causing these accidents or whether he might be a signal that there's an accident about to happen. Yeah. What's, okay. his, what's his game? You what's know? he up to? Yeah. So December 15th, uh, 1967 would be the last time Mothman would take flight. In Point Pleasant, West Virginia. However, Mothman has appeared since in other locations. He's moved on. He has, he has. In 1978, he was seen outside a mine in Freiburg, Germany, a mere hour before the mine collapsed. In 1999, the creature was again seen in Russia before a tragic bombing. A raft of sightings in Minnesota similarly preceded a bridge collapse in 2007 and some even claimed don't say it they saw the don't creature on the morning don't of it. september 11th 2001 to this day the mothman and his motives remain unexplained there he is mothman it does he does he stay as mothman in the other countries uh, in terms of the name or is he is he universally known as Mothman or recognized as Mothman? And do these people think that it's the same Mothman? Okay. Or, or do they have their own like cultural, you know, background on him? All right, that's a good question. Most of his sightings, obviously, in the US. Mm-hmm. But I think some people 
in other places that he was seen. So, uh, so in in that Germany one in particular, he's known as. So that's uh, I didn't want to get into this, but that's kind of disputed. Okay, right. That's something called the Freiburg Shrieker. That's what it was dubbed uh, at the time in um, in Germany. But and it, we might do a separate episode on that another day. And, and when we do that. We won't consider it Mothman. But in this case, right, in this case, it, that was tied up after it made it to global news. Mm-hmm. And people went, that's, that's fucking Mothman. I know him. That's Mothman. Yeah. And it got tied into Mothman. Because, like, if he was in France and stuff, he'd be known as, like, you know, Monsieur Le Moth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, so, yeah that, that answers my question perfectly. Like, it was people in Germany saying, oh, this is this thing. But then I guess it was afterwards people said, oh, well, actually, this is probably just Mothman everywhere. And tied them all together. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Okay. The, would you like to see an artist's impression of the Freiburg Shrieker? Yes. Well, should I see Mothman first? I think it would be good to see the Freiburg Shrieker, if I can get a good picture of it. And is this like a photograph that someone got of him in, uh, at the time? Yeah. yeah. Why not? A photograph, but c- coloured uh, with like pencils and stuff, and from someone's imagination. That kind of photograph. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's the Freiburg Shrieker on the right. Freiburg Shrieker looking very scary. Very scary. Looks um, like an evil angel is the way I would describe that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of thinking. You see, he looks way more put together and smooth than I imagine Mothman would be like kind of a a ditch taking flight. Whereas that guy looks like like an angel gone bad. Okay. Yeah. I get what you mean. This guy looks more put together just in some ways. And then... That's Mothman in Flight. Uh, that's Mothman in Flight. If you've ever seen any picture of like Icarus heading towards the sun, <laughs> that's that's the exact... That uh, is... It's a silhouette of Icarus going towards the sun. That is spot on, to be fair. It's a man with a big... Like, it, he's... He, it's almost like you've done this picture. It's like when you only see a classic UFO picture and it's like, you know, filmed on some sort of military security cameras or something. Yeah. Or cameras. And it's like kind of grainy grey. And then what you're looking at is like a, basically a black silhouette. Yeah. Roger's just shown me that. But it's a guy with wings flying in the sky. You see, I, th- I think Mothman... That looks more like a guy in the sky flying. Okay. But Mothman is way scarier than that. That's like... Yeah, you see... Look, that's Mothman. That's Mothman, uh, you show him, you know, who looks quite like the Freiburg Shrieker. He looks like, um, uh, more like... Is hobbled word? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, kind of hunched. Yeah. Bit, you know... Like, just a little bit more creaturey. Wobbling, like earlier. Yeah, because like the Freiburg Shrieker just looks like a like a good-looking demon. But that... <laughs> that um, yeah, that's, that's the Mothman thing. Even though that Mothman you just showed me has to be short, I think, doesn't he? Well, if you think about it this way, if he's that size when he's hunched, imagine what he... Mu- he's pro- his proportions are bad, I would say. I would say he is kind of like... It makes him look shorter than he really is, you know, that kind of mm. that kind of way. Do you know, though, something cool about the Freiburg Shrieker, which obviously if we ever do an episode an episode on it, we'll, we'll explore it there fully. But when they were approaching the mine, they thought it was a man in a trench coat. And then the trench coat unfurled to be wings how terrifying would that fucking be i mean you've got two things that can happen there when a man unfurls his trench coat and there was probably a sense of relief in some way and then followed by horrible dread oh good it's just a demon (laughs) (laughs) um well something i've learned though from that because the mine collapsed like the the lad said you won't believe what we saw like we're going home Mm. the two lads who saw this creature yeah 
And the, and, the, and that's, uh, that's like um, their witness statement, is it? Yeah. They said, listen, like, I just saw, I don't know what I saw, right? But All the witnesses sound exactly like you, no matter what conspiracy <laughs> theory we do. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. That's, scary that's like you. Yeah, yeah. The, but, yeah. But they said, they said, no, like, there's no way I'm going home. Like, I'm not fucking staying after seeing that. If there's one thing I've learned from all of the supernatural stuff, if something like that happens at work, go home because something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because the, the mind just collapsed. Don't stick it out. Yeah. Just like pull a sickie because what's going to happen? You're going to lose a half day's pay or yeah. be trapped in a mine. Yeah, listen, right? You can do what you want. The Yeah, dock me the pay. I don't care. I'm going home. Uh, this is this is in union rules. If I see if I see a paranormal creature, I get to go home. So... You, you, so yeah, so that answers your question about the it's turned when it's turned up in different cultures, it's kind of interpreted mm-hmm. slightly differently. The a, any other questions before we crack on with the with the theories? Then? No, I think we're good. I think we're good to crack on with the theories. I'm sure you're going to really solve this now for us. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of theories. Where you, I think as well, we have to focus a little bit more on what theory you land in on, because you like it's, sometimes it is portrayed. I think a little bit that you believe in all seven theories. You know, like, as in, you, you have to land in on one and, and say, this is the theory I believe. Do I have to? I mean, you don't have to. There's no, it's not like legally binding. But I would, I would say, to, to give what you're saying a little bit more credit, um, you would have to, no? I usually, though, to be perfectly frank with you, I usually believe all of them to different degrees. Like, but, but I do believe them a bit. Yeah, but I think you've got, like, I've actually got a harder position than you do. Like, your position is it's it's just real like that that's it that's yeah, that's yeah. your favorite theory it's real it's real and why is it real? but that's but yeah but you 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 kind of stop your argument after that oh to me it's just real and <laughs> yeah. we've got that out of the yeah, way and you don't care then after that i think that's a fair assessment but let's see where it. let's see what where you land with these theories i want to i want to investigate okay in that case then i'll i'll kind of put these in i'll put these in a particular order i think because you like that don't you when yes they, when I have them in kind of increasing, will, will we say, yeah, in, increasing me. Yeah, increasing me. Yeah, in, Increasing me feelings. Formatted increasing me. Yeah. So uh, just going up there to the filter, it's just me, sort by me. Yes, there we go. Um, so now this is cryptid, right? This is the first theory. This is an undiscovered creature a la Bigfoot. So this is a creature. It exists. It's morphologically and everything like terrestrial to our world just happens to be a giant moth human type creature that flies around. Okay. Do you think you're the first person in human history who said Ala Bigfoot? Ala Bigfoot? Um, Has to be close. Can't be too many of you that have ever uttered Ala Bigfoot. Yeah, Ala Bigfoot. Just so, just just so, et et al Bigfoot. (laughs) Um, That's if he's writing. (laughs) If you're quoting him. Yeah, yeah, citation of Bigfoot. So, I might be, possibly. I'd love to be. I think, I'd encrypt it as, you're saying this is your least, least believable theory. I would say that this has to be up near the top, surely. You think so? Yeah. For me, no, for me, I'm not, um... I, I've, there's other things involved that I like a bit more than, than this one. Okay, oh, the kind of omen factor and stuff. You're saying that if he's a cryptid, he probably wouldn't be, kind of be able to tell the future or whatever. Yeah, if he's just a cryptid, which is yeah. just an undiscovered creature, where is he getting all these magical powers from? Yeah, you're going full alien, I assume, at some point. I'm not discussing that for now, 
right? So the so the the cryptid side of it, where where do you land on that then? I think the cryptid thing is believable, but is it is it a cryptid that has been like developed? Well, a cryptid would have to be alive for a long time. So maybe it's uh, this is my theory. It's a cryptid that was let's say quite normal, able able to hide, and then and there's there's more of them. But Mothman himself, in his own species, is a one of a kind because of the nuclear power plant. And so he was actually okay. during the whenever it was built, like the fifties or whatever. Yeah, he he got involved with the nuclear power plant, started going out with it, and it, that's what that's what affected him. And so now he's actually, and maybe maybe the nuclear power plant and the nuclear energy and stuff that opened up some sort of like portal or whatever in his head, and that's why he can tell the future. See, I can sort it all up. Okay, I think <laughs> you're back on crypto for me. <laughs> I think that's a bit far-fetched. <laughs> it's not. That's really good. That's a bit far-fetched for me. Uh, I just don't... I think Nuclear cryptids. It's a new thing. No, I'm a bit... I think for me, a little bit far-fetched. Hard, hard to believe, you know. It's a stretch for me. I, I think... I, listen, if it turned out he was a cryptid and he was an undiscovered creature and that's why he was hanging out in all these different places, I'd, I'd accept it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying to you, right? I'd accept it. I'd think it was fine. But I wouldn't necessarily... Uh, it's not my favourite. Not my favourite thing. Okay. All right, go on. Go up uh, the increasing me's. Where oh, are we now? Theory okay. number two. Theory number two. Theory number two. Mothman is an alien. Or he's an alien-developed creature. All right. Sent to Earth to do what? Fly and attack cars. You see, like I just don't understand aliens. Like I, I'll never understand them. I don't know what they're up to. The, the, the reasons they come to Earth are just silly, like... So to to give this a bit of credence, right? John Keel in his book, he notes that there is a huge amount of UFO sightings around the time of Mothman. Mm-hmm. So was that culturally coinciding with like UFOs just being huge at the time? I'm not going to answer that, right? Because <laughs> you don't want to. But I I I think if we're trying, you're you're saying that you don't really. Uh, <laughs> that's one. Of, that's one of your actually. I've, I haven't got annoyed at an argument in a while. But that's one of your worst. What? I'm not going to answer No, that. no, like that too. But just the fact that this guy was saying, hey, look, you know, UFOs were big at the time, so there must be aliens. You there, know, like... Yeah, there might be a connection. <laughs> the, so so you don't believe Mothman's an alien creature. But here's my thought on the... Keep in mind... You're, act, you're, you're saying it like I'm unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, but keep in mind two things. One, this is only my second me choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Two, th- let me explain it a bit more. So the way I see it is there's a few different branches to this one, right? As there so often are. The first one is this is some kind of alien creature akin to... It might even be like an alien pet. Yeah? Yeah. I was just just processing that. It might even be like the alien's equivalent of a dog. Okay. And it's got out. They're letting it out just intermittently. For like walkies and stuff. Yeah. So they're like, oh, there you go, you know. And and he and then, do you know, it's a bit like when the dog goes off the lead at the park. And they go, Jesus Christ, Mothman! So you're saying that the aliens were out walking Mothman. Yeah. On 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your theory. Yeah, they were, yeah. But And they, somehow, yeah. the aliens having a pet dog called Mothman is theory number two. Not at the bottom. No, not at the bottom, no. <laughs> And, and like, not to mention the fact 
that we will at some stage do a huge episode on Bigfoot, who is a cryptid. Like, yes, you live within these podcast episodes, like uh, compartmentalized, like as in the other podcasts don't exist when you're arguing. Each podcast is a pocket universe, as far as I'm concerned. They, uh, but I listen. I'm not. I'm maybe mudding the waters with the dog thing. Right? You think? Yeah, because I don't. It, a dog, it, they won't conceptualize their pet in the same way as. as you we think do. if you were like I don't know, in, ugh, like some sort of alien official, that you would just say, "Lads, no, like stop bringing Mothman to these things, or stop bringing your dog Mothman to these things." Like it's escaped in so many places, and like we're going to be found out. You're not allowed to bring the dog anymore. Oh, come on. It's only escaped like five times in the last hundred years. Let me off. Yeah, it was attacking the car. We didn't mind. Yeah. But the thing in Russia, uh, 9-11, I mean, come on. With this and I couldn't help that. You wanted us there. So. (laughs) All right. This is going to be pretty interesting. How many theories do we have, by the way? Uh, We have, we have about three to four. No, three left. Oh, so in total we have five. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. like we're we're going over the halfway mark in the next one, and we're on alien dog. <laughs> well, the- <laughs> like if, if there was ten, I would say okay, fair enough. Alien dog is here. Like, but we're, we're we've only three left. I wish I'd never said alien dog. No, but, but the other. <laughs> I'm side, very happy you said alien. The dog. other side of the alien dog theory is that it's actually their attempt at like a human hybrid. Mm-hmm. They're just. They're just messing around with the ecology you know, in the in the world. So they've made this moth human hybrid that is uh drawn to areas of disaster and distress. And so are you saying that he's actually literally half moth, half man? Uh no, not quite, but like that's how we see it. But Sixty forty. It, yeah, yeah. It's like uh they they've made something that looks like a like a a moth human you know i'm not saying that there's i'm not saying if we caught it and tested it there's moth dna in there yeah well like what the why are they doing that again it just sounds like they're having a laugh like they're just like ah here you know we'll make we'll make a big weird human yeah but like what's he do he has no purpose he doesn't do anything like it's not as if like oh we need to make a thing that will carry stuff for us or whatever like as in again it's the wise with the aliens are always they're just they're daft like they're, there's no reason for them to make this guy well i've to, i've told you this before right mm-hmm. and this this helps smooth over a lot of these questions in my head mm-hmm. it, <laughs> in your head in my head yeah and I, and I hope it does the same for you is i i know uh i know a lad right oh for fuck's sake this is your biggest stretch you know a lad that's going to solve like as in this guy is going to be the the solving piece for this puzzle on why aliens have made a half moth, half man. No, it, it will help. It will help. Trust me, right? Okay. I know a lad, right? And he's he's a scientist, mm-hmm. right? And when I was chatting to him recently, he said that he was doing a job a few years ago that all the scientific like research they were doing was just shocking rats with electrodes. Okay. In like particular center of their brain, and. I was. I said, "What the hell was that for?" And he said, "I've no idea. It was just whatever the funding was there for." So we just applied for this thing because the research lab could get funding for it, and they they, they knew they could get a job for a year. I think you'd have a much stronger argument if you said they were making rat birds. 
They were doing that too. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so my point is, if there is this big alien bureaucracy, there is like a research grant that goes up for making a half human, half mouth thing. Yeah, in Point Pleasant, Virginia, in America, and you've always wanted to see a bit of Earth. Yeah, I get, okay, right. We've got like, as in, I think that's a, that's not bad. What you just said. Yeah. But it doesn't. It still actually doesn't explain the why. It sounds like it does, but it doesn't because it doesn't even explain your friend's why, which is even scarier. Yeah. And that's happening. Yes, yeah. So okay. that, what I'm saying is if that's happening here in the real world, who's to say it's not happening there also in the real world? Yes, I was just about <laughs> to get you. Just about to snap you up. Yeah. All right. Oh, so. Yeah. so that was second me. Now that we're getting into third and fourth me's, mm-hmm. these, all, these ones are close, okay? These ones are close for me. Next one. It is an angel slash a demon. You looked at me there as if you like had me, like you're like yeah. It's like biblical style, angels slash demons. Never thought you'd be into the angels and demons. Never thought that would happen. Really? No. So, so this this theory is kind of like all tied together in a way. Mm-hmm. So do you remember when I said there were five theories? Yeah. Guess what? Condense that a bit. <laughs> Condense it. Why yeah. is the second one the exact same? Well, these. Oh, theory. I get it. Theory three is angel. Theory four is demon. <laughs> no no that's really good though no that's not the case but the but yeah so put put but these tie into each other so angels and demons right mm-hmm. uh i'm sure you've seen that like they, they don't look the way that we think they do but they're they're like much spookier creepier things i'm sure you've seen biblically biblically accurate angels yeah very terrifying things but so what is he an angel is he a demon what's he up to what's he doing so that depends on what way you're interpreting his actions Okay. So if you're saying he's coming to warn us, I'm saying he's an angel. Yeah. If you're saying he's coming and he's causing these things, then he's uh, he's obviously a, a demon. All right. Okay. And where do you fall on this? I think, I think he's good. Mm. I think he's. I think he's an angel. If he's anything. Yeah. I suppose if he's good. Yeah. And especially even we're just talking about a skill level good. Yeah. I mean. Skill level warning bad, yeah. very bad. Yeah. So he's never actually prevented anything. Hey, we all know people that are bad at their jobs, though. We do, but uh, in his case, it just means like, I mean, you know, I'm like, oh, I never sent the email; it won't get done till Monday. No attachment. He's like, the twin towers are gone. Last man, he- the twin towers are gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, will, will this affect my bonus? <laughs> but wait, so then I think we can actually discern from that, though. Right, weekly, but we can discern from that that he's not there to warn them. He's actually there to cause it. Because otherwise we would have had sightings of Mothman where disasters were prevented. Maybe we have, and we didn't know the disaster. But it's so, like if it was a bridge or if it was something happening, there, like, you know. Oh, he, he, he did a good job in uh, Germany. What did he do in Germany? In the, if he's the Freiburg Shrieker, people did go away from the mine. But the rest of them got all tra- trapped down there. No, no, the... They, it was at the start of the day, so they hadn't gone in yet. And then they were they were all freaking out. And as they were discussing what they should do, the mine collapsed. Okay. All right. So they didn't actually get in there. No. So he got better. Mm, all right. Okay. Yeah. There might have been one or two lads in there. But loads yeah, of them. Yeah, there's definitely a few in there. Yeah, but loads of them got out. I'm going to stand on the side of Mothman being evil because I think that there's, like, he can put up a sign. He can do loads of more things to prevent this from happening. Okay. Like, he's literally huge and scary. He can just run after people. 
Okay. Like if he sees a lad going into the mine, he can just run after him. So I think I I think that's a pretty good argument to say he's evil. Okay, this one then is the final me theory for me. Okay. This is top me, okay? Mothman is an interdimensional being. Okay. Right. He's an interdimensional being who feeds off of human distress. Or else he's there to warn us. Man, he would be as fat as a house if he lived in here. <laughs> Especially after your night's out. Yeah, man, you just come in for me when I'm after a night out in my hangover and just, just suck the head off me. Not now, Mothman. <laughs> but I'm so hungry, Dennis. <laughs> so this is the the interdimensional being thing. That ties into the angels and demons as well. Mm. Because a lot of people who are into interdimensional beings, they believe that the angels and demons are misinterpretations of... Of course, of course. ...of these interdimensional beings. What about interdimensional beings being misinterpreted... Or with the other way around. What's the opposite of that? Where there are actually angels and demons, but people are trying to like put a scientific basis on it and go, no, actually, these, these have to be interdimensional beings. Mm, I can see that happening. Yeah. But I'm not as big on that. Load of rubbish. That's Load of rubbish. Concerned. You've really let yourself down with that one. All right. So we got interdimensional beings popping in. Yeah. They're uh, aliens, obviously. No. No? No. Interdimensional beings are, are slightly different. Are they? They can be aliens. Okay. But in this case, it's it's like they're coming from the portal. They're coming from this interdimensional mm. world. They're coming into our world. They seem odd to us. They're perfectly normal in their world. And when they cross through, they it's hard for them to communicate with us. So that's why yeah. it's hard for... Th- so if you see Mothman as a good person, like I do... It's hard for them to express to us what is um, what they're trying to explain because they're from a different dimension. Yeah, they don't know the language, so know? they're just doing their best, is what you're saying. Yeah, they're doing their best. So, um, yeah, but so why are they doing it? Like, they, they must are these kind of like um, a universe, like police force, like that are or a warning system, and they're like, oh, here we have to go to Earth, we have to go here. Obviously, we'll prevent nothing, but we'll give it a go anyway. So, in that other universe. I th- I'm surprised this hasn't come up in an episode. In that other universe is an internal, eternal struggle against good and evil. Ah, that's the bit I was missing. Yeah. That's the bit I was missing. So in that in- other dimension, rather, is an internal, eternal struggle between uh, good and evil. And there are good creatures and evil creatures. And the, the evil creatures come into this world when they can, if they pr- can cross through the portal. Elon Musk. Yeah, and they sow chaos. Get rid of people's blue ticks, stuff like that. Uh, the good ones, they come through and they try to help us or sow harmony. And so you think that Mothman is here as he's a superhero, basically. Going back to the Batman Mothman thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't really go as far as superhero. Yeah. He, he's, he's the worst superhero ever, but, you know, that's pretty much what he is. I mean, he's a supernatural being. It's come from a different planet, pretty much. I mean, he has to end up in a planet somehow. Different dimension. Yeah, but it's a planet in a different dimension, no? So, but the thing is, so this is the thing with interdimensional beings, right? Is that our world affects their world. Mm. So there is a vested interest in our world. To keep us going. Yeah, so if, if he comes here, let's say he's the evil version. If he comes here and he sows a bit of chaos, that's extra points on the other side for the forces of evil. Oh, okay. I thought it would have an effect which would really mess up the universe. I thought if he came and did evil here, it would be actually positive for them back no, home. No, no, no. Which means that all evil people would come here. No, so their, their dimension... Actually, no, fed. it wouldn't. Sorry, it wouldn't. 
because the evil people wouldn't want to come here and have a positive effect in the place back home. Oh yeah, yeah. if it did work that way, which yeah. it doesn't, no, it doesn't. Obviously, work that way. doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So we've, we've we've read it and we know. Yeah, so they come through, right? <laughs> and it, it, they're affecting their own world, so they're coming here to sow chaos, so that it, it feeds back and makes more chaos and evil mm. in the other dimension. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or vice versa, Mothman's good comes here to choice to stop chaos, choice to stop the stress by warning us, and. Uh, that creates good positive vibes in the other dimension. <laughs> good positive vibes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay, all right, Grant. I think that for me, I think the cryptid is my favorite one. I think you've actually, like, you should have inverted this and maybe put Alien Dog down the bottom. And have we had, how many theories? Four. That's all the, that's all my me theory. Oh, there's one left. We have a bonus one. There's one left. I don't give it much credence. Um, it's it's a, a mutated sandhill crane. A mutated sandhill crane. Sandhill crane is a bird. Yeah. I don't okay. give that one much theory. That goes back to my one, though, the cryptid. The mutated cryptid. Oh, I've just gone up a level. And it's been, like, nuclearly... Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know what a sandhill crane looks like, though. That's that's what... Ah, uh, great. It looks like Mothman. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't look like Mothman. It's literally Mothman. It doesn't look like Mothman. I just don't see... I just don't... Um... I'd feign ignorance and just, like... I wouldn't have included that theory, and then if anyone like complains afterwards, I don't. I don't think that's Mothman. It's got a huge wingspan. It's grey, and it's got what looks like a red head on it, a red hat, which I think probably in nature terms is actually meant to fake red eyes for like predators or whatever. And that's that's it walking around. Yeah, I mean it, walking around. It looks. I mean that's during the day. It looks fine, but uh, yeah, that looks pretty mothy. I don't. Who came up with that theory? Just been around. Uh, that was some dis- some detractors. What about um, maybe? But That's what about hunch. this? Maybe it is a sandhill crane, but from an interdimensional universe. Okay, I'm willing to compromise here, and say I'll, the only way I'm accepting the sandhill crane thing is if he's either an alien dog as well, or he's an interdimensional being. On behalf of me and Roger, thanks to all our patrons that are out there. Do we have their names? We don't. But no, thanks but so much for supporting all. us. Uh, we don't always give you a shout out in the episodes because someone gave out to us about it. But uh, thanks so much for supporting us, lads. And if anyone's got any questions as well, you can email us at unexplainedlegends at gmail.com. And make sure to send your spooky stories in as well. Yeah, we're going to do, do a special, special spooky story episode. So please send them in to us um, at unexplainedlegends at gmail.com. And also... You can follow us on Instagram at Unexplained Legends, or you can follow us both individually as well at Roger O'Comedy and Dennis Len 3D. Uh, and we'd love that because we just need our numbers to go higher. So that, yeah, uh, we're constantly chasing numbers. Numbers are great. Uh, loads of people listening to the podcast, but we want more followers. We want more listeners until oh, we blow up. Oh, also, also, right? You, right? All of you. Right? Not you Spotify people, you're fine, even though you should review us as well. You Apple people, right? Because our Apple leadership or sorry, Apple our leader. Apple our Apple listenership has tripled. But we still only have like one or two reviews on Apple. Yeah, watch yourself now, right? Because you've led with giving out to them. But Oh, and we, we love you very much and um, it's fine, whatever you do. Please but, five stars. Yeah, five stars. Mm-hmm.